0: Welcome to the Slow the Fuck Down Show. I'm sensuality coach, Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer, Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we choose a theme and put together different stories,
1: skills, and songs on that theme to help you slow down and lift you
0: up throughout the pandemic and beyond. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with loneliness. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. By the end of the show, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. So there's a lot of isolation going on right now. But (laughs) you've (laughs) noticed. And whether it's mandated or it's a personal choice, you aren't getting out and connecting with people in the same way that you used to. And it's totally understandable if you're missing a sense of connection. We know this is especially hard if you're an extrovert. So if you're someone who is struggling with feeling lonely, we dedicate today's show to you. Loneliness is associated with higher rates of depression, anxiety, suicide.
1: Yeah, and we take this very seriously. You know, in times of increased stress, you need increased support. We always think that trauma occurs as the result of a single horrible event. But also, it can build up gradually in you over time due to a threatening or a lonely environment. And we know there's a stigma around
0: asking for help, and you might not even be sure of what kind of help you need. Elizabeth and I are well-versed on transversing our inner world. And even with that, it's still a struggle sometimes to know when you need help and how to ask for it. On our Slow the F Down Facebook page, we've actually pinned a wonderful resource there. It's called Where Are You on the Healing Spectrum? And I really appreciate this resource uh, that Elizabeth created because it lets you know where am I and what's the action to take.
1: Yeah, so you'll be able to go there and there's direct links there and you can get the support you need, especially if this time is hitting you really hard.
0: And it's understandable if it is. According to the National Institutes of Health, loneliness has the same impact on mortality as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, making it even more dangerous than obesity. Yikes. Yeah. There's also research around people who feel lonely and isolated are more likely to have heart disease, stroke, and immune system problems. And loneliness is fueled by a variety of things. It could be work demands, improper sleep schedules not spending enough quality time or socializing with friends and family, and a lack of me time.
1: (laughs) Casey, isn't your company named Me Time
0: Coaching? Why, yes, it is, because I see the value of me time. Absolutely. So 55,000 people took part in the BBC's
1: loneliness experiment, making it the largest survey of its kind in the world. And it's got a lot of amazing statistics in it. And we're just going to name a few of them here for you.
0: I thought this one was interesting. Social isolation was associated with about 50% increased risk of dementia. Wow. Yeah. And loneliness among heart failure patients was associated with a nearly four times increased risk of death, 68% increased risk of hospitalization, and a 57% increased risk of emergency department visits.
1: You know, loneliness and isolation wreaks havoc, and we've got a lot of it going on in our society right now.
0: So let's differentiate between being alone loneliness and isolation. Being alone is literally no one else's around you. It's just you. Yeah. And you
1: could feel any number of ways when you're alone. For me, emotionally, I feel like actually really happy and content and centered now when I'm alone. But that was not always my story. Now I recognize my need for peace and connection to me and harmony. And I love being alone. You know, my thoughts are like, wow, I'm so happy that no one's around bothering me. Where are my introverts at? (laughs) So we've been inside for six months and I didn't even really notice. (laughs) I mean, part of that is because I'm a Gen X and we are, you know, We were raised to be alone. We're going to post a link to um, all these hilarious memes about Gen X. I mean, one of them is, Gen X, Latchkey Kids got this. We grew up on self-isolation and social distancing. So it's been easier for me and my generation. But there was a large psychological survey, and they found that there is widespread loneliness with nearly half of Americans reporting they feel alone, isolated, or left out at least some of the time. And the nation's 75 million millennials, that's ages 23 to 37, and Generation Z adults, 18 to 22, are lonelier than any other U.S. demographic and report being in worse health than older
0: generations. I find that absolutely and
1: totally mind-blowing.
0: It is. It it really is. And part of that is because people feel that they have more online friends than real friends in person. So, you know, there's
1: so many different ways to look at being alone. For me, being alone is a totally positive thing. <laughs> but you could feel happy, sad, or neutral about that. And some people have some very strong opinions and judgments just about being alone. And that takes us into... Loneliness.
0: Loneliness is the thoughts and feelings that we add on top of being alone. For example, in my old job, I was working on site in a cubicle type environment, very close to people, constantly interacting. And then I had the opportunity to go work at home full time. I was completely alone. And I remember these thoughts coming in all of a sudden, like, I'm gonna lose touch with people, or Man, I'm, I'm really missing out on some things. What if I miss a business opportunity or an opportunity to just figure out and know what's going on in the office? FOMO! FOMO! <laughs> right? And those, <laughs> those thoughts really like elicit feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm going to end up alone or I'm inadequate. And so what I was needing was Collaboration. I was needing interaction, connection to people. So, yeah, with
1: loneliness, there's a feeling of sadness and disconnection and missing out. And you can have it when you're alone, but you can also have it if there's other people around. Like I've heard people say, I feel lonely even when I'm in a room full of people. Or, like, when I was a little girl, My brother was eight years older, so he was allowed to stay up. I'd be in bed, but I could hear my mom and brother watching TV and laughing. And sometimes they'd even make popcorn. And I was just pouring salt in the wound because then I could smell the popcorn and I knew they were having fun without me. And so I'd cry louder and louder in bed until my mom would come pay attention to me. (laughs) And she'd bring me this little tiny dish of popcorn. It was so cute. And I still have the little dish. And so, you know, I was at home. There were people around, but I was still feeling lonely. I did spend a lot of time alone as a child. I was a latchkey kid. Um, I was home alone from school every day for about three or four hours, and it was really scary for me. I didn't like it. My brother was out of the house and at college, and my dad left us, and I developed really strong abandonment issues that I played out throughout my life where I felt lonely a lot, and I was really afraid that as I got older, I'd be alone. I'd never find a life partner. Um, I was really scared. And I found that a lot of my friends, even in their early 20s, felt the same way. They were really scared they were going to be alone when they were older. And whenever I got into relationships, I was super clingy and always had a lot of fear going on. And I'd be in these long distance relationships would just confirm and compound my feelings of abandonment. (laughs) And I've noticed how far I've come. Because when I came into this relationship with Dale, we were so upfront about our issues, like we really talked about them in the very beginning of our relationship. And I remember saying to him, listen, my issues are abandonment. They are always going to be abandonment. Every single time I'm sad, it's because I'm afraid you're going to leave me. So you never really have to wonder (laughs) what I'm feeling. I'm always feeling afraid of you abandoning me.
0: (laughs) And I love that awareness. First of all, I love the awareness that you had going into that relationship to be able to tell somebody that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what I really figured out Um, through therapy and through healing and through my own work was that my sense of abandonment, even though, you know, 50 years ago, I was abandoned as a child um, that what I was carrying in my adult self was this habit of me abandoning my own power. Mm. I was abandoning me. I was abandoning my sense of self and my connection to myself. And when I did that, I'd feel scared and lonely. And when I connected to myself, I didn't feel scared and lonely. So I started really working with that consciously at the very beginning of my relationship with Dale because I knew that I didn't want to create a codependent relationship. I didn't want to be dependent upon him being in the same room as me for me to be able to feel good, you know? I quickly got really good at practicing my five-step system and really, really getting that deeper and deeper connection with myself, creating neural pathways in my brain to a sense of connection. And he started going on business trips, and I realized yes, I missed him, but I was no longer afraid of being alone. I was no longer afraid of him leaving me. And it wasn't about him. It was about my connection to me. And that just got like really, really clear. And I'm not saying all loneliness is about that. I'm just giving you an example of my experience and how I healed my own loneliness and abandonment issues. And I don't feel afraid of being abandoned anymore. I don't feel afraid of being alone. And it's because I have this really strong practice of staying plugged into me, plugged into my power, connected to myself.
0: I love how you include abandonment as part of the loneliness discussion. Yeah, because I was abandoning me. Like, that's I was the one keeping
1: my lo- my own loneliness alive through my self-abandonment. and i'm I'm really serious. Like, I just don't have strong abandonment issues anymore. I'm not afraid of Dale leaving me. In fact, I mean, I hope he doesn't. I love him. and we have a great relationship, and it's awesome. And yes, I would be devastated and and sad and crushed if he did, but I'd also be okay. In fact, he said to me the other day, we talk about death a lot. (laughs) and He said something about if if he dies first and would I be okay? And I was like, baby, I'm not going to have any problem finding someone else to love me. I could hardly believe that that came out of my mouth because that was so opposite Mm. of the story of most of my life. And I I realized I believed it. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to be okay. I've got me and I manifested him I'll manifest another amazing, awesome love in my life.
0: In the example that you just gave there to Dale, it's like the confidence, the empowerment comes from your connection to yourself. This conversation is actually making me think of a time where I love being alone. I actually built part of my identity around that. I'm independent. I can take care of myself. I love my me time. And all of that was very true. And I was very connected to myself connected to who I am. And when I got into partnership, I disconnected from who I was a little bit. And all of a sudden, this feeling of you know empowerment and excitement around being alone, physically by myself, shifted into loneliness. Once it shifted into loneliness and that fear came in, with it came the wounding of abandonment. And with it came the, oh my goodness, I'm going to be alone, the grasping, the codependency, all of these ways in which I never acted before until I disconnected from my own power. And it actually required me to go through that, have that experience and reconnect in order to get my relationship back on track. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's so common, right? People get into relationship and then they lose themselves. And that's what sound like happened to you. You were really stable within yourself first. (laughs) Then you got in and oops, Where'd Casey go? Nobody's home.
0: And it's so subtle that you don't even realize it until you're acting and saying things that you normally wouldn't do. And then you're like, where's this coming from?
1: Right. I mean, that's, I think codependency can be super freaking sneaky because most people do not realize that they are in codependent relationships where they are depending on their connection to the other person to satisfy some deep, internal place that they feel or think that they can't reach on their own. They're dependent on the other person for their happiness and for their good feelings and for the sense of connection, right? We think that the only cure for loneliness is to be with another
0: physical person in person. Yeah. So when you are connected, you are able to enjoy your alone time. And when you're disconnected, that turns into loneliness. And we can't control our external world or what anyone else does. (laughs) That's for sure. No matter how much we want to. (laughs) People stay in relationships out of fear of being alone. I've done it. I've done it. Totally own it. Mm -hmm. It's scary. Yeah. When you're disconnected from
1: yourself, you do lots of screwed up things. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You stay in unhealthy relationships for too long. Like I did. I took abuse. And when you're strongly connected to yourself, you would never put up with that bullshit, right? Like, I I often tease Dale because I'm like, you know, I'm so empowered now. I'm so connected to myself. Like, he has very little wiggle room. (laughs) I used to put up with so much abuse and bullshit. And now it's like, if he's whiny about taking out the trash, I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) My boundaries around being treated excellently have gone way up. (laughs) Yes, and he rises to them. He does. He's amazing. (laughs) It's so common to think that the only cure for loneliness is to be with other people in person. And that belief is magnified right now because we're not free
0: To just be with other people the way that we used to be. Beliefs are powerful. There's this belief that you have to struggle and you have to be a victim of your circumstances. So because we're in COVID and we're in the pandemic and there's this isolation that that automatically means that we have to feel loneliness. And it doesn't. Exactly.
1: We can't control our external world. I wish we could. (laughs) At least we can take charge over how we feel on the inside and not let the external world totally control how we feel. You know, I've spent most of my life as a victim. I was a victim of my father, my ex-husband, of my chronic pain. I was a victim of poverty, of anxiety and depression. And I just don't want to be a victim of this pandemic. You know, it's like you can mourn the loss, and I have mourned the loss of the way that my life was pre-pandemic. I just made this decision that I don't want to stay trapped in that feeling of loss and that feeling of lack. I want to feel good. I want to feel as good as possible. This makes me think of this great quote by Byron Katie, when you fight with what is, you lose, but only 100% of the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Byron. She just smacks you across the face with truth. (laughs) Right?
1: And honestly, I mean, I remember in March where I spent one day in mourning and pretty depressed, and pretty anxious, and freaked out. And then I remembered this quote, and I was just like, you know what? I accept that this is how it is right now. I'm going to plug back into me. I'm going to plug back into my power, and I'm going to make the most of this time. No matter what this crazy-ass situation (laughs) brings, I'm just going to keep making the most of it. And I've been pretty damn strict about that with myself in the best possible way. And this has been one of the most creative,
0: productive, and positive times in my life. I love that shift of perspective too, because it it just, it takes this topic of loneliness and it gives you an option to view it through a more empowered lens. And you shared that, you know, you've had a relatively positive time with the pandemic and changing your perspective around loneliness and I've also seen I've I've experienced that I've also experienced other people having more of a connection than they had before yeah and so there's this part of me that initially is like okay pandemic isolation people are separate but I'm actually experiencing more connection than I had before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have been playing um, games online with friends every Friday night. We have not skipped a Friday night since my birthday party back in March. I mean, I was the originator of the Zoom birthday party and the Zoom birthday toast. I don't know if you know that, but I was the first one that did that ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, a hundred percent believe it. it
1: <laughs> no, but so we've kept that game night going. I've had um, game nights with family, with my family, with Dale's family. I've never done that before in my life. So uh, you know, I'm actually seeing our families more <laughs> than pre-pandemic because we're making this effort to connect, and I feel that connection. And again, you know, I'm connected with me. So. When I meet with people over Zoom, I actually feel very closely connected. Um, One of my clients asked about you and I and like our recording studio and stuff for doing this. And I'm like, girl, we haven't seen each other in months. Like we do this over, we do this completely virtually. And I feel extremely connected to you and extremely connected to my friends and family. So I don't feel a sense of loneliness and I, I let... That connection fulfill me. I see it as real and true and deep connection, Mm -hmm. even though I can't be with these people in person. I let it come in. I let the connection into my heart, into my being. So instead of, oh, all I can do is get together over Zoom. Oh, I'm so sick of it. I, I actually feel grateful. I mean, my God, this is relatively new that we can just jump on and see people and I can stay so well connected and visually see, like,
0: I just feel so grateful that this exists. Oh yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. My partner's family, uh, they did this massive zoom call and it was the first time that I got to see all of them. If we tried to pull that off in person, probably would have had to plan at least a year in advance. And (laughs) who knows who would have showed up. Right. Um, And the other, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it actually creating a desire for a deeper connection. My neighbors are, you know, pretty close to my house. We live in a pretty tight neighborhood in terms of spacing, but I, and I walk all the time. I remember walking around and trying to make eye contact with my neighbors and it was like i was invisible pre-pandemic and after the pandemic i've had more conversations more eye contact more interactions with the people that i've literally lived next to for like five years than i ever did before oh wow That's really interesting. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's really creating this this desire for in person connection when it's safe, but also, you know, to your point, just connection in general. Well, that's great to
1: hear. And, you know, I have such deep compassion for people who feel lonely because of my own journey with loneliness, but also through my clients and through my friends and, and their journey from loneliness to connection. There's so much pain. Connected with loneliness, like low self esteem and low self confidence, and a belief that you're unworthy of the attention of other people, which can be this negative feedback loop of keeping you in isolation and chronic loneliness. And there's also a lot of fear of other and lack of trust that happens when people get isolated or feeling lonely, and that can create relationship issues and issues with friends. In fact, I think of a story of an old friend of mine. I I loved very much, one of my best friends loved hanging out with her, loved getting together, and I'd say at least half the time she would cancel on me at the last moment. That happened over and over to the point of I started to expect it. You know, I just expected that she would cancel on me. And finally one day I brought it up to her and and I just said, you know, I'm really sad when I think I'm going to get together with you and then you cancel and I don't get to see you. I miss you. And she got really teary and she said, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're telling me that because honestly, on my end, it never occurred to me that you would care whether you saw me or not. This was one of my best friends, but she had such low self-esteem that her canceling on me or other people, right, it was a chronic (laughs) problem, um, was because she didn't think that they would even notice or care. So she was creating this self-imposed isolation and loneliness
0: yeah and in the bbc loneliness experiment 54 percent of respondents said that they think no one knows them well and four in ten reported they lack companionship their relationships aren't meaningful and that they are isolated from others Yeah, it's interesting
1: because when I think of my story of my old friend, it's like, wow, first of all, how painful, like that's heartbreaking to hear. And then how much of that is self-imposed? How much of that, right? Like how much of that is created from the internal beliefs? How much of that is reality on the outside? I don't know. I won't pretend to know, but Just really, really interesting and a a
0: deeper look at how loneliness is created. Yes. And I wanted to just recap there too. So we said we were going to go over being alone, loneliness, and isolation. So being alone, there's no one else around, just you. Loneliness is the thoughts and feelings that we add on top of being alone. And isolation is an inability to be with others.
1: Yeah, it's so deep. And, you know, here we are just chatting for a few minutes together. Um, And we could go on and on about every topic for days and days and days. And there's huge theses and things written about the topics we cover. But, you know, what I love about you and I getting together and creating this Slow the F Down show is that we're just giving people this opportunity and experience to slow down and to look at things from a slightly different perspective that will really help them shift and
0: alleviate their suffering in any way that they can. My friends who are performers, artists, extroverts, they're having a really difficult time right now, not just because connecting with people is part of their livelihood, but because they love it. It's, it's that creative inspiration for them. I have other friends who are really comfortable living alone. They're happy as can be. Yeah, and I have friends that live alone, and they're totally
1: miserable, (laughs) right? So full disclosure, both Casey and I do not live alone. And when I think back over my life, I think of the old me and how I could be lonely, whether or not I was alone, I could be lonely in a room full of other people. And I wonder how differently I'd feel during this pandemic if I was the me I was before I was so deeply connected to myself. I think it would have been a much harder last six months.
0: Yeah, and I want to really normalize and highlight that connection is a fundamental human desire. Hell yes. Yeah. So it's, so it's totally normal to want connection. And in, in fact, we, we need it. We need uh, a sense of belonging. Historically, we were tribal creatures. You know, we come from a hunter-gatherer lifestyle. We survived in tribes. And if we got kicked out of a tribe, it actually meant death.
1: Yeah. I mean, and look how that's carried forward in our society, that the worst punishment you can get is to be put into jail. And then the worst punishment in jail is to be put into solitary confinement.
0: So it's totally natural and understandable to have these fears that not only stem from our ancestry, but also our current reality.
1: Totally. And that's why I really want to reiterate what I said before, which is when stress goes up, the support you need goes up too. So your need for comfort, for soothing, for support, and for getting connection in the ways that you can are so important, especially now. And you could be experiencing a very specific loneliness of missing a specific person because of these circumstances where you can't be with them, or because they've died or the loss of a pet. That's a very specific kind of loneliness that requires real grieving. And I always encourage people to get a grief counselor if you've experienced the death of a loved one or a pet.
0: It's a specific type of support you need, and you deserve to have that. Thank you for differentiating between general loneliness and specific loneliness, because how you care for both of those is very different.
1: Yeah, yeah. And reminding people, too, of the resource that's on our Facebook Slow the F Down Show page, so that you're really able to get the specific type of support you need for exactly what you're going through. So we're going to get into our slowdown skills to help you slow the F down with loneliness right after a commercial break and word from our sponsor. If you want to have a deeper connection with yourself and with other amazing humans too, then show up on Zoom for our virtual NLMM classes every month, twice a month. Just go to the HappywomanAcademy.com, click on the hot pink button, and it'll take you to the details, and you can get your ticket. And essential workers are free. So go to the happywomanacademy.com, click on the hot think button, and I will see you at the nonlinear movement method class.
0: Hi, Slowdown fans. It's me, Mother Nature. I don't feel lonely because I know I'm interconnected to everything that is, and so are you.
1: And now for our slowdown skills. We want to help you to go from feeling lonely to feeling connected. So we're going to read down this list of specific needs under the heading of connection. And as we speak these words, if you get that internal yes, write down that word. So
0: do you have a need for acceptance? affection, appreciation, belonging, cooperation, communication, closeness, community, companionship, compassion, consideration, consistency, empathy, inclusion, Intimacy, love, mutuality,
1: nurturing,
0: respect, self-respect, safety, security, stability,
1: support, to know and be known, to see and be seen, to understand and and be understood. Trust, warmth. So now you have your list of needs and when you know your need, you can do something about it. So the next part of this slowdown skill is write out a list of 10 things that you can do or have now. So you're just going to write down this list of 10 things. So you can press pause and write down your list of 10 things that you can do or have right now. This is a four-part exercise. You're doing good. (laughs) Hang in there. Okay. So you have your list of 10 things. Now you're going to come up with inner world actions and outer world actions to help you fulfill the needs and that can do and have list is going to help you. It's going to grease the wheels for these ideas to come up with positive ways to fulfill your needs highlighted from that long list above. And we've got some great suggestions for you to get you going. So if you wrote down on your list connection words such as intimacy or love, I have a great exercise for you, something that worked for me because I was alone and wanted to manifest my life partner. So every night in bed, I would imagine how it would feel to have my life partner there with me. And at first I had a lot of resistance to doing this because I was so used to thinking that I would be alone or he's not really here anyway. And I was spending a lot of time alone back then. And then I got this exercise where I just, every single night, let myself feel how good it felt to be with my partner. And I did it every night before I went to sleep and every morning before I got out of bed. After about four months of doing this, people started asking me if I had met someone because I was glowing, because I felt like I was in love. And no longer did I feel scared that I was going to be alone, because I felt the love here with me right now. And you know, our circumstances are constantly changing. Yes, we're in a really big unknown right now, but guess what? We're always in the unknown. We never know what's coming our way. So we might as well prime ourselves for what we do want. And this practice made me feel so in love and so great. And when people would ask me, oh my God, you're glowing. Have you met someone? Mm.
0: I would say, I'm in love. I just
1: haven't met him yet.
0: I love this example too, because we call this an inner world practice. And you were feeling inside your body what it would feel like to have the partner that you wanted.
1: Right. And it, it like ended that sense of loneliness. It was so great. It really worked for me. And then I got Dale. I attracted Dale to me. Because I knew what it felt like to have a really great partner. So that's an awesome inner world action that you can do. It's a powerful manifestation tool. Now, you could have written down something completely different.
0: So maybe you wrote down closeness, the need for closeness. A great inner world exercise for that is mindfully showering. And what I mean by that is instead of going into the shower And trying to wash as quickly as you can and get in and get out. You slow down. And as you touch each body part that you are washing, bring love and appreciation to that body part. So when you're washing your legs, thank you for getting me around. When you're washing your tummy, thank you for digesting my food. When you're washing your head, thank you brain for helping me think and get through life. So this practice of using the, the connection that comes with physical touch paired with the love and the appreciation for the body part really helps elicit this internal connection.
1: Yeah, because people are really missing touch right now. And that's a great way for them to really get this loving, mindful touch for themselves it's beautiful. So nurturing. It really checks off quite a few things on that list. Nurturing and compassion and intimacy and appreciation, affection. It really checks off a lot of the things on the list. That's great, Casey. Thank you. So some outer world ways of getting your needs from this list met are you can find groups of like-minded people online. Meet up. .com is a great place to find groups of like-minded people in the AARP at your church or at different volunteer situations. People are meeting online more if you don't want to be out meeting people in person if you want to stay really safe or if you are able to safely go out if that feels okay for you i I don't want to shame anyone for where they're at or how they're feeling or or what their limitations are i'm i'm staying in but we all have our own relationship with safety and how we feel out in the world so just just want you to know that casey and i appreciate and and respect you for wherever you're at Making that extra effort to connect with light-minded people or to volunteer at places. Dedicating yourself to learning something new. Like Dale's really getting into playing the guitar right now. And he's doing online lessons with another friend. So, you know, picking up a new hobby getting into painting. We're really into gardening. We're having these painting nights where we get out all of our paint. And Dale's like, I want to get a bunch of people online together to do this. So just like being creative and thinking of ways that you could do even things that maybe you used to do alone, like maybe baking. You could get online with a friend or some friends and bake together. You could have your own (laughs) bake-off.
0: And I love those outer world ideas and, you know, looking down the connection list that that helps with belonging, community, support, inclusion, to see and be seen,
1: trust and warmth. Yeah. Consistency. Like I said, we do this game night every Friday night. We've never skipped. Yeah, We're just giving you a couple of ideas, but want you to look at your words. Look at, hey, what can I do right now? What? can I have right now? The ways to manifest better feelings on the inside and better situations on the outside is to look at what you can
0: do. One of the outcomes of doing these exercises too is you get to feel how amazing it feels when you meet your own needs. And when you are able to have your needs met, you feel less lonely.
1: Absolutely absolutely because otherwise hey we've lived it you can get stuck in a place of seeing what you don't have instead of seeing what you do have and that is always painful so if you're willing and if you're ready to go from loneliness to connection please take this skill seriously use this skill if you need deeper help remember We're always here to take your healing deeper, and you can go ahead and set up a consultation with each of us on our website, slowthefdownshow.com.
0: And now for our Slow the F Down playlist. Casey, what's your slowdown song of the week? Okay, so my slowdown song is Look for the Good in Everyone by Jason Mraz. I absolutely love this song, and I recommend it, watching the YouTube video, too. It's such a feel-good song, and it's such a good reminder of our perspective and how much that affects things. Beautiful. My slow down song this week is
1: Perfect Day by Lou Reed. And this song just chills me out and lifts me up it has worked for me for like 30 years. It's one of my favorites. And we have this record and Dale and I both love this song so much. We play this record a lot. <laughs> and our slowdown fan slowdown song is from Shireen Kurt. And she suggested Lebanese Blonde by Thievery Corporation. And it is a Very cool, chill song. Casey and I dug listening to this. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Shireen. Remember that you can give us your Slowdown songs on Slow the F Down Show on Facebook. And you can go there and you can get our whole Slowdown playlist. It's posted there for you, too. Oh my goodness, we did it. We've come to the end of the show. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? I have two.
0: Okay, what? (laughs) So the first one is the fact that there was a thunderstorm going on the entire time we recorded this. (laughs) It was pretty freaking
1: awesome energy.
0: (laughs) Uh, We love thunderstorms. We do. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So that was amazing. And the second one was every time Elizabeth and I get together and we work on the content of what we're going to share with you. I have the opportunity to reflect on it in my own life, how, you know, how loneliness shows up for me. And I have this memory right at the beginning of the pandemic where I went to the co-op and Elizabeth, you were there. And I remember you gave me a huge hug and you said, I want to give you a hug because I don't know the next time I'm going to get to do that. And I went back in my car and I remember crying because there was so much truth to that. And you and I physically have not been able to hug since then. Yeah, that was March 20th. March 20th. (laughs) And despite that, even though we have not physically been able to hug and embrace, I have felt so supported and so connected to you on these deeper levels, just from how we connect and the intention of how we show up. And so I just really appreciate how the process of making this podcast and how our connection helps me in my own loneliness.
1: Thank you, honey. It's been way too long since I've hugged you. (laughs) but I feel like we hug all the time. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of today's show was just sharing about my own journey around abandonment issues and really seeing how far I've come. Like I really felt it when I was sharing it, like, oh damn, I've healed a lot of this. I don't feel abandoned or lonely anymore. Mm. Like it really hit me as we were recording our show today. So it- Yeah, it really hit my heart hard. Like I was really like, wow, I have come a long way. Because so often,
0: right, I just see how far I have to go. (laughs) Yeah, and, and celebrating you for acknowledging that. That is awesome. You're plugged in. Yeah, feels
1: good. So on our next episode, slow the fuck down with denying you need any help. Thank you for slowing down with us, and enjoy your slowdown.
0: Remember... Go to SlowTheFDownShow.com to schedule your free consultation with Casey or Elizabeth.